0: Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. All right. I always like to start with something interesting. And this definitely falls into that category because pretty soon you can have up to five Facebook accounts tied to your one profile They never let this happen before. So why is Facebook making this change? Well, the bottom line is that things are not going well over at Facebook, well, now known as Meta. The stock price is the lowest since 2019. Uh, Wall Street analysts are saying that the revenue model, the business model for Facebook is just not substantial. It's just not going to be working long term. And so Facebook has found a new way to add more so-called profiles because people are leaving in droves. So this will make it almost impossible to say how many accounts are really truly over at Facebook. So Mark, I hope you're listening to The Kim Commando Show because we're not, we're not all just dumb sucker birds. And on that happy note, welcome to the nation's largest show about all things digital, your most trusted source. It's called The Kim Commando Show because, after all, I'm America's beloved digital goddess, Kim Commando, here with you once again. And you know the drill. You can find us on over 420 top stations throughout the United States. We're streaming in your favorite radio app. Just search for my last name, Commando. And you can also find us as a podcast, as a webcast, all three months worth of archives in all three hours And that's over at GetKim.com. A free 30-day trial, by the way, over at GetKim.com. And a special thank you goes out to all of our listeners on the American Forces Network Radio. I love you guys and gals. We're serving more than 375,000 American servicemen and women in, let's see, 175 countries and 200 ships at sea get the Kim Commando Show. If you're just too shy to come on a national radio show and a big-time podcast, I get that. You can drop me your questions via email on our website. Just head to commando.com. And in the top right-hand corner, there's a link that says email. Kim, just fill out the form. And I'm the only one that reads your emails, by the way. All right. Every single day, I probably look at 30 different websites and I read all the press releases that get sent to me. People will also send me their white papers, industry insiders. I see TED Talks before they actually go out to the public. And I do this so that I'm up to date on all things digital. And this is part of the show where I like to pass along the top five things that are happening in tech news and what's happening around the world. And now that shareholders have approved Elon Musk's $43 billion Twitter purchase, $43 billion, wow, I did some research to get an idea Based on Elon Musk's own words, what this new Twitter might even look like. Okay, right up front, this is only my opinion. I've been reading Elon Musk's statements, and he's made a lot of them. But first, I think a major big-time house cleaning is coming. The entire board of directors will be replaced by new members that are loyal to Musk and expect a lot of layoffs because a lot of Twitter employees, they're not happy that Musk is taking over. And Wall Street investors, they agree that Twitter staff is anything but stellar. Next up, these spam accounts. By the millions, they're going to be found out, they're going to be closed. And then lifetime bans imposed on users who did not advocate uh, violence, what were banned due to their political views are going to be lifted. And this includes the politicos like Mike Lindell, you know him, the pillow guy, Steve Bannon, Donald Trump, hundreds of others, and all just in time for the elections. And Musk wants to develop the everything app that he was going to call X and Twitter can actually be the foundation of it. These are these super apps. It's a one-stop shop type of all apps. I mean, think of the Chinese app WeChat. It's the biggest super app in the world. They have over one billion users. So when you're using WeChat, You can do everything. You don't open separate apps, for example, to get an Uber or message people or pay for things online or get into your banking. Uh, You can play games. You can post videos. You can do shopping. You can do anything that you would do in all these different apps, but it's just in one super app. I know this was just a lot of information about Elon Musk and Twitter, but I sure hope you followed all of that. All right, number two on our list of five things that you need to know that's happening in tech is the town that lost... No electricity or internet during Hurricane Ian. Come with me to Babcock Ranch. This is fascinating, 12 miles north of Fort Myers Beach, Florida. Just north of where the Hurricane Ian just blew through with its devastating force. But here at Babcock Ranch, it's different. It's an incredible community that's based on science and technology. So first of all, all the buildings and houses, they're all powered by solar. In the community, only electric cars are allowed. Kids actually, they don't go on buses. They have to ride their bikes to school. They call it the blueprint for the hometown of tomorrow. And there's a solar array run by Florida Power and Light made up of 700,000 individual panels that keep the electricity flowing to this town of 2,000 homes. Now, this is a different community. It took a lot into consideration. For example, homes are built a minimum 25 feet above sea level. Landscapes are planned to control floods. Power and internet lines, they are all underground. And residents are built to withstand 145 mile-per-hour winds. Even park benches and streetlights, they, sol- they, can, they can just sit there when there's a Cat 3 storm blowing in. Well, 90% of Charlotte County had no electricity after the hurricane hit. But this is what's fascinating to me. No electricity... And no internet was lost in Babcock Ranch. Isn't that something? Because they planned, they planned this whole community in the event of a hurricane. A local guy by the name of Anthony Grant told CNN the only damage from Hurricane Ian that, they, that he could see were just a few shingles blown off of roofs and maybe a few uprooted trees. Isn't that amazing? All right, number three in our list of five things you need to know is scammers just have to scam. You have to be very careful the next time you see any login for Windows or Chrome that will pop up on your desktop. Scammers and hackers have finally figured out a way how to duplicate the standard login screen. So it looks like you're about to log into an app. And if you fall for this ploy, okay, you just gave away your login credentials, your passwords, and your username. But it's always been pretty difficult to duplicate this login screen, but they've actually done it. And there's no web address, obviously, to check to see if it's a scam. Now, the good news in all this is that this tactic is not easy to pull off. The would-be hacker actually has to have some sort of control over your computer. But if you logged into your computer or an app and then suddenly see another login box, ask you to do it again. I want you to X out of that and check your system for any new malware. Um, Speaking of logins, did you hear about the guy who wrote the song Danger Zone? He had his identity stolen online. Yeah. They got all his Kenny Loggins. (laughs) I love it. I know it. Uh, Number four on our list, be careful if you own these cars. It's a social media challenge. I mentioned this before, that there are all these videos up on TikTok and YouTube. And usually at the end of the videos, it's a challenge to go steal these cars. And then uh, maybe write a song, do a dance, or just say how much fun it was to steal the car. Now, these cars are stolen between 11 p.m. and 5 a.m., and the cars are not really used for anything other than just joyriding around. So, the cars that are being stolen are primarily Kia and Hyundais. Uh, the Kia's are between the years 2011 and 2021. The Hyundais are between 2016 and 2021. And the cars just basically don't have any advanced tech to prevent them from being stolen. So, if you have a Kia or Hyundai, make sure that you keep it parked in the garage. But, some good news as an update. Hyundai now has an electronic security system for sale that targets this particular issue. So if you do have a Hyundai between the years 2016 and 2021, you should contact your local dealer. And once you get that, another thing happens. You have better Hyundai coordination. Get it? Hyundai? handi. Oh, I know. If you have to explain it, it just wasn't that funny. I'm so sorry. All right. But last on our list, coming in at number five, meet the world's oldest webcam. Here's a little fun fact. The world's oldest webcam is still in operation. It's the Fog Cam and it's at San Francisco State University. But it wasn't the first webcam. This is a, a little trick question. The first one was the Trojan Room coffee pot cam it was at the University of Cambridge. And it is in fact the oldest webcam, but it's not operational anymore. Uh, The coffee pot cam was put online because the geeks of the week in the computer lab, they didn't want to get off their chair to go see if there was coffee in the pot down the hall. So they actually put a webcam on it. Oh, yeah, there's coffee. So I guess I could get up. Uh, But back to the fog cam, it came to life in 1994. It's a Logitech camera on the second floor of the university's business building. It shows the campus view and, well called the fog cam it shows the fog so when it was announced a few years ago that the fog cam would be turned off after 25 years everybody was like what no you can't turn off the fog cam so then there was this whole uprooting and this whole upheaval and there was hashtag save the fog cam and people were giving donations the guy who created the fog cam he's like okay you got guys and gals have it so if this question ever comes up on jeopardy what is the oldest webcam Still in operation, still in operation. Now you know the answer, it's the fog cam. I mean, I came pretty close to actually catching a handful of fog once when I was in San Francisco, but I missed. Thank you. All right, coming up in this hour, so many fun things to pass along, like how you can use your phone to hang pictures the right way. You know, when you wanna hang up, say six pictures or five pictures in a row, or a certain pattern, you're trying to figure it out with a pen and a ruler, just forget that, just use your phone. Oh, we're also gonna talk about how you can make money renting your car. And our digital privacy tip, how you can stop websites from tracking you with these special URLs. And then later on, when I travel, there's a special thing that I do with my laptop, just in case somebody actually enters the room when I'm not there. I'm going to pass that along. And of course, we have all of your fantastic phone calls here on the Kim Commando Show. hey our t-mobile unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us and what do you do when something just doesn't work like most people you probably just google it well far too often you know what that is it's just a rabbit hole it's just a complete waste of time and finding tech support online it's totally risky you don't want to do that so that's why i partnered with top tech experts to give you 24 7 live support that you can trust They're going to fix your problem or there's absolutely no charge. It's at getkimshelp.com. So whether it's a problem with your Wi-Fi, your printer, your smartphone, computer, TV, whatever it is, okay? The experts at getkimshelp.com can fix most issues in 10 minutes or less. So sit there. How long have you wasted time trying to get this problem fixed and you're still nowhere from the beginning? It's still there. You still got the problem. You're still dealing with it. Stop that. Go to getkimshelp.com. Once again, that's getkimshelp.com. All right, just a few moments, how you can use your phone to hang pictures the easy way. It's a tip you're going to use time and time again. And how about we start this hour with Bill in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Hi there, Bill.
1: Good, Good day. How are you doing today, Kim?
0: I'm great. Bill, so glad to have you with us. How can I lend a hand?
1: Well, first off, thank you for taking my call because I'm a big fan of your show, and, and I love the advice that you give such a wide variety of topics, which I have one that I haven't heard on your show. Okay. And at the, at the winter time, in the wintertime, I have the blessing to portray a beloved Christmas character named Santa Claus.
0: Oh, so you're one of Santa's helpers. I am. Oh, that's and, awesome.
1: And when I am out and about, I often have people come up uh, in a restaurant, on the street, or whatever, and, and want to have a discussion, and it's very magical for myself and hopefully for them. I'm sure and to make it a little to make it a little bit more magical. I'd like to be able to discreetly start a little Christmas background music.
0: <laughs> well, that's nice. I don't nice.
1: know if I, yeah, I don't know if I should be playing it through my phone or if you've got some idea for a, another type of player, but something discreetly with a short playlist of things that I can. Mm. Uh, I can call upon to enhance the visit.
0: So, you know, being one of Santa's helper, you, you have a direct line to the North Pole. Um, first of all, I want you to make sure that you tell Santa, I've been a very, very good girl this year. Okay, I have. I've, I've done nothing but good wonders, and I've ate all my vegetables and everything else. But what is the most common question you get?
1: Oh, it's uh, most of it is... Uh, uh, comments just like what you made about everybody's been good. I very <laughs> seldom have anybody that, that fesses up right away that they have, have maybe strayed a little bit.
0: <laughs> okay, just a little bit. There was that time back in March. Okay, I'm going to be honest. Okay, just that one time. Um, you know, what's really great is that technology has continued to get smaller and smaller, right, and faster and better, and if better rather. And then if you're carrying your phone, what's nice is that you have a Bluetooth connection with that. And so JBL, they've been a maker of speakers for so many years, is that they have a little tiny speaker that you can just hook on your belt, and, or a belt buckle on your pants, whatever it may be, and then you can hit a button on your phone and you can just have it start playing, because it's Bluetooth. So you can put together a playlist, uh, and it also comes with a case if you want it, but you know, it's, it's pretty small, it has 10 hours of playtime. Uh, and it's waterproof and all that other good stuff and it's got a great speaker so just be careful with the volume because it might be too loud <laughs> so because it's a it's even though it's little it's pretty mighty and they're about 60 dollars. and what we'll do is we'll send you a link to one so that you can check it out over on amazon.com bill and can can i just hear um one ho 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 how, how do you sound
1: well, you, you've uh, said some things that were rather funny earlier, and again, at that time I was I was giving a, a very loud ho-ho-ho, but normally it's just so you don't overpower people, especially on the radio that day, it'd be ho-ho-ho.
0: Oh, okay. That's a good one. It's better than I did. Ho-ho-ho. Okay. Uh, well, you know, Merry Christmas. Tell Santa I said hello, and from all of us at the Kim Commando Show, a very early Merry Christmas. We'll send that link right over to you, Bill, and thank you for your call. All right, when you want to hang a picture, a bunch of pictures, you don't need to grab a level or a calculator. Your phone can do it with you. Uh, There's an app called Hang-A-Pick. You just tell the app how many pictures, hooks, dimensions, and then you'll know exactly where to place the nails the first time. Again, the app is called Hang-A-Pick. And don't forget, your iPhone has a level tool. Just open the Measure app, and on Android, Open the Google app of your browser and just search for Bubble Level. Again, that app is called Hang-A-Pick. It really is fabulous. Stay right where you are. We have our security tip coming up, as well as more of your great phone calls here on the Kim Commando Show. All right, before we get to our DIY security tip, and we have a great caller coming up in just a second about how he actually made money. It's really innovative. Um, I just want to tell you real quick, if your car is sitting in your garage or driveway, consider renting it out to tourists or someone who actually needs a car for a side hustle. It's a good way to make extra money without doing anything. I recently rented a car for a few days when I was in Miami getting my eyes checked. And rather than going the traditional route, I used Turo. The car was delivered right to my hotel. It was clean both inside and out. And it was cheaper a day than those big big company names, the rental car companies. So if you list your car for rent on Turo, you keep anywhere between 60 to 90% of the fees collected, uh, depending upon that whole insurance protection plan that you might select. And then another site that works like Turo is called Getaround. Next up are Uber drivers. They need a fairly recent car. And if you have one that works, hire drivers for you. Uh, your take is 75 to 85% of the car's rental fee. And oh, just one more thing. Uh, the cars are often cheaper to rent than these traditional big rental car companies. And this way... When you look at your bill, it doesn't hurt. Oh, wow. I'm super excited. Uh, I was reading about this gentleman, David Weekly, who, like most of us, got tired of the student loan spam calls. Your car warranty is about to expire. You need a vacation, so you should buy a timeshare. And after receiving a spam text in June, he decided to sue the spammer, and it paid off. And David ended up with a $1,200 check. And joining us here on our special caller line is David Weekly himself to tell us how he did it. Hello there, David. Hey there. So, how did you do this? Because I know we have what? <laughs> the, the Telephone Consumer Protection Act. Is that what you used? Yes, that's exactly right. And is it, yep. is it, it can't be easy, right?
2: Um, well, it turns out it, it varies a lot in terms of whether the person is findable, first off, which is only going to be a small fraction of the spam text messages you receive. And then secondly, whether they're, they're likely to respond and be, be responsive to either a notice or a small claim suit.
0: And so, so take us through the process. How did you do it?
2: Yeah, sure. So like pretty much anyone with a mobile phone these days, I get a lot of spam text messages. And a lot of these are outright scams or frauds uh, using short links to to go and try and take you to to phishing websites that try and get you to enter like your bank credentials or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Every once in a blue moon, though, you get an actual business that is just choosing a really poor way of advertising its services by spamming people. And in this particular case, this was for uh, an insurance company. That uh, included the individual's name, their email address, and their oh, website wow. in okay. the spam text messages. So <laughs> okay. Like, ah, okay. Well, because um, the point of the spam message was to get you to call them and sign up with their their insurance. Got it. So I was like, okay, let me let me let me see what's going on here. So I open up the website and I scroll to the bottom, and I see that they're headquartered in California, and I'm in California too. Okay. And now the gears start turning. It's like, okay, I have an identified party who definitely broke the TCPA because I have no business relationship with this company or any of its subsidiaries or affiliates, who sent me an unsolicited text message. My phone number is on the federal do not call list, and that's something that I recommend that anyone listening to the show do. It's very easy to go do. Sure. Just put your phone number on the federal do not call list. And so I, I knew this was a willful infringement, and I was able to identify the parties. I'm like, okay, so what do I got to do? What are my options here? So the first thing I did is, uh, I live in San Mateo County here in California. I went to the County Small Claims website and they made it pretty clear that for their procedure, you first have to send a notice of demand before the courts will do anything. They actually had a very helpful template that I went and downloaded. Oh wow, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know, I'm not a lawyer myself and if we're talking about a sum like on the order of fifteen hundred dollars, as soon as you involve a lawyer, that that's gonna yeah. vanish in a pump of smoke. Yeah, that's Lawyers like why that's like why
0: bother? bother
2: <laughs> you know? It's like that's it's... like hour hour and a half, two hours of counsel, right? Um so I was like, okay, I'm going to need to self-serve on this uh, and just see if I can play a lawyer on TV, as it were, to, to, to see if I can make this happen. So I, uh, I edited the court's demand letter, and I said, basically, look, my number is on the federal do not call list. You texted it anyhow. We have no business relationship. Damages under the TCPA are $500. It's treble damages if it's a willful violation. And the fact that my number is on the do not call oh, list means wow. that I, I believe this to be a willful violation. So three times 500 you owe me $1,500 bucks did i sent it via registered mail uh, i could see that there was a signature on the other end of it when it was delivered still didn't hear anything back i gave the guy uh 10 days to go and, okay. and respond that's and, fair
0: um,
2: yeah yeah and um so after 10 days had, had passed uh, i went back to the court and um, filed a small claim suit against this entity for for 1500 bucks and um, I found a process server that was nearby them that was able to serve them that cost me about like ninety bucks is about thirty bucks in court cost to go and file the small claim suit and um, about twenty four hours after he had gotten served with the suit that's that 's when I started getting some text messages and calls and emails from this individual apparently the uh, the notice of demand was was basically ignored but uh, once he had a uh, summons to then a court case,
0: uh, yeah. then, then
2: he was willing to go. And yeah, you know, so, you know, um, the little
0: things like that might catch somebody's attention. Right. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> like you've been served with a lawsuit. Like, huh, maybe I should figure out what's going on here. So, um,
2: so, yeah, so he, he called me and I actually had some amount of empathy that he was just trying to drum up business. Um, he used a, a third party broker that did the spamming and, um, yeah, he said, hey, look, is, is there any way we can come to an arrangement here? I was like, well, look, tell you what, um, why don't we call it 1200 versus 1500 You technically owe me, and I'll also eat all the, the court costs, the process server, all that. Um, and he said, okay, fine. And uh, about a week later, in the mail, I get a check for $1,200. And uh, I, I go ahead and, and drop, the, drop the case with small claims. But it was that moment when I I opened up the letter and like there was a check in there for 1200 bucks. I was just like, this is kind of amazing. Somebody (laughs) spammed me. And I got mad about it. And I did a set of things. And now there's a check. And honestly, in all honesty, there was about four hours
0: I spent total. I was going to ask you how many hours. I was going to ask you that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, re- researching this, executing this, you know, going and, and sending the the note, do, doing the online filing with the with the county, uh, doing the work at the process server, and time with him on the phone, and so it's like twelve hundred bucks, four
0: hours, like that's not a bad hourly rate. No, that was pretty good. That was pretty good, Dave. <laughs> now, um, now he, 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 you were lucky though, because he give he, he you had all the contact information. Because most of the time, it's really hard to. It's almost impossible to find out who sends you a spammy text message.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, so it, it turns out there's there's sort of three drop off points. Um, so I, I, I've gotten a chance to talk with some people who are, are like in this industry. And um, so, first off, yeah, most spam text messages you're only going to be able to identify the sender at about like five percent of the time. That doesn't actually mean there's nothing you can do. So, for instance, a lot of spammers use bit.ly to go and cloak the the link they're using. But Bitly and a bunch of these other services are actually pretty responsive to abuse of their services. So you can write into them, say, hey, I got a spam text message that that uses this bit.ly link, and they'll go and take down the link. And in theory, if they're doing their jobs right, they'll take down the account behind it as well. And so just things like that will take you about 30 seconds to do and increase the friction, just make it more difficult economically for spammers to continue to spam. So like that was the first thing I got lucky on. The second thing I I actually found out post hoc I got unlucky on turns out that for a lot of respondents, once you're able to identify them and you send them a form normal notice of demand, they'll get back to you at that point, and they'll they'll be interested in settling, because the the legal language is like, this person really is going to take it to trial. Um, Never say, uh, I'm going to call my lawyer, right? No, you you present a notice of demand, you present a summons, (laughs) you actually exercise the law, you don't threaten to do that, right? Um, So for a lot of folks, they will actually settle just on the notice of demand, and and that was not enough for, for this guy. But um, they were actually willing to go and settle before going to small claims. And apparently what happens for a number of folks is they'll just not show up at small claims. And the good news for you is now you have a summary judgment against them. The bad news is that actually collecting that summary judgment on them can be kind of a pain in the butt. I haven't had to do this, but I've heard stories from people who have. and. You know, in theory, there are things like you can figure out who they bank with and go to the bank with, like the oh, sheriff wow. and the. Uh, that's that's a that's the, a lot uh, of work. This, right? show, yeah, yeah, and then at the point that you're talking about, like a thousand bucks, like
0: yeah, maybe not. If it's like. Fifty thousand bucks, yeah, it's worth your time. Exactly. To go and, and figure all that. Out. But, I, I think I would do that for fifty grand for a thousand.
1: Yeah. <laughs> then
0: you're like, well, I don't know. I'm, but, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm back to minimum wage right now. <laughs> all the hours yeah, that I'm totally, putting totally, into.
2: Totally, totally, yeah. So that, that's part of the calculus, right? And, and apparently, that's where I got lucky is that I interacted with somebody who was willing to actually settle and and actually pay versus just to ignore the whole thing, which is apparently a reasonable thing for them to do just given the level of difficulty that you'll have in collecting even if you win the summary judgment um, so so, did, so, so let I me ask you dude, did,
0: did were you able to have this guy give you the pitch the insurance pitch when you <laughs> at all <laughs> <laughs> well I, I saw the product that was on their website I was in need of that product <laughs> exactly. You know,
2: yeah. Did, yeah. Yeah. The the reason why I'm not actually including the name of the company is because they they did settle in good faith. And I figured it would just be it it wouldn't be nice to go and and, and call them
0: out. Which, you know, and I I, you know what, that's very commendable of you. And that's very honorable. And thanks for coming on and telling us the story about how you personally sued a spam texter and you got twelve hundred dollars. And really, really fascinating story. Thanks. Thanks again, David, for uh, for being here with us. All right. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but when you look at a URL that you clicked off of another website, it probably is a jumbled mess of letters and numbers and symbols at the end of the URL. And you might be saying like, what exactly is that doing? Well, these are tracking links and it might track your full name, your IP address, your computer's Mac address, which websites that you visited before. And it might also just track like we do, like which Uh, which article that you actually clicked on to come to our website. And that's the URL. So if you're looking through a newsletter link, the URL will say something like source equals current, which lets us know like, hey, they clicked on the current newsletter to come to commando.com. But here's the deal, is that if you don't like these tracking URLs and you don't like them coming not just from us, but from anybody on the internet, is that you can fight back. Firefox does this, and we have the steps over at the website to tell you how to enable this protection. Uh, If you want to stick with Chrome or Edge, you can use a browser extension like Clean URLs. It's free, simple to use. You can just click it on, turn it off for URL stripping, and that's the technical term for it. And if you want more information about this, more intel, just head over to the website, commando.com. And once you're there, you want to click that link that says Kim show. All right, still to come, we have more of your phone calls as well as what I do when I stay in a hotel room to see if anybody's sneaking in the room when I'm not there here on the Kim Commando Show. All right, back to the phones we go with Rodney in Indianapolis. Hello there, Rodney. Hello, Kim. Welcome. What's going on?
2: Well, I am an insurance agent, Life and Health, and I do mainly Medicare enrollments during this time of year. Okay. Well, this year, uh, a wise bureaucrat decided that we were going to have to record every single phone call with every Medicare client, incoming and outgoing. If I have to use the third party, I have to put you on hold. I have to call an 800 number. I have to wait for them to verify who I am. And then I have to put you back on my phone uh, to get them to record it.
0: Okay. Which is a lot of work.
2: Yeah. I was trying to do it on my phone, and I used ACR. I used Cube. ACR wouldn't record anything at all on my phone. And Cube recorded me, but it wouldn't record the person on the other end.
0: And then I used the one that where it spells out automatic call recorder. Well uh, okay, well here let's let's talk about what works. because you tried all that. that doesn't work, right? <laughs> so yeah,'re uh, we're, yeah. we're just going to cut to the chase and, and not relive all of your horror because that's so frustrating, isn't it? When you go from this to this well, and you read the reviews, but here, here's what they have here's what what is available now technologically, is that you have earbuds, right? That are connected via a cord. I'm sure you've seen those. Now, imagine yeah. there are earbuds connected with a cord, but there's a little uh, case at the bottom of it. And that's the recorder. So it records anything that's in your ears. And then and okay. it works via Bluetooth. And so and oh, it, all right. it, it has little buttons on it. And they're, they're not expensive, they're like 50 bucks. Um, oh, cool. I'm going to send you a link to him, and it actually does work. There are some videos on this Amazon homepage or on this Amazon page that we're going to send you. If you scroll to the bottom, is that there's some videos. The guy doesn't speak perfect English, just to forewarn you. But right. uh, but he, he kind of goes through and he walks you through on how actually you can use it. But it's as simple as just putting in some earbuds and then pushing a button on this like, little case that's connected to the earbuds. Hit record, and it connects again to your phone via Bluetooth. Uh, Priced about 50 bucks. So Rodney, I put you on hold. We're going to send you a link to this product. And for everybody else, this is really innovative tech, really, to kind of solve a problem uh, over at commando.com. Inside the Commando community, that's commando.com slash community. And just remember, like, it's not legal to record both sides of a conversation in all states. So you just want to make sure that you're in compliance with the law if you use this type of device. So I was in Miami a couple of weeks ago just to have my eyes checked and good things like that. And I'm always weary like, who's coming in my hotel room? So what I do is I leave my laptop probably on the desk and I tilt it towards. Then there's a website called Critter.camera. And if you go to Critter.camera, it actually turns your laptop into a webcam recording device. So you can see actually who's coming in and out of the room. Just use the, just go to the website, open up your laptop, and go to Critter.camera. Hey, thanks for listening to Kim Commando today. So reach over and give me a nice five-star review. Yes, thank you.